Welcome to It's Always Day One. My name is George Reed, a former Amazonian turned Amazon consultant. Each week on the podcast, you're going to hear industry experts, brand owners, and Amazon employees share their answers to the basic yet fundamental questions you should be asking yourself about your Amazon business. Now, let's jump in. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of It's Always Day One. Today, I've got Taylor Lagasse to come speak to us about influencer marketing. Taylor, welcome to the show. Do you want to give us a brief 20-second background as to who you are, what you do, and then we can fire out some questions? Yeah, appreciate you having me on, George. You absolutely nailed my last name. You're a dime a dozen, so I just want to give you kudos there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, managing partner here at Kinship. We're an influencer marketing agency. Um, definitely specialize in, you know, keeping an organic social conversation going around brands and building out, you know, brand ambassador programs, um, but also specifically in repurposing a lot of their content into paid social um, via Facebook and Instagram ads. So that's a little bit about me, about our company, what it is we do, but we specialize in all things influencer marketing here. Good man. Well, let's get kicked off with the softball, which kind of butter our listeners up a little bit on the whole influencer marketing piece. It'd be good just to explain in your words why brands should even get involved in this in the first place because it is an additional challenge. Uh, It is an additional kind of thing that's going to consume some budget. Why would brands be looking at this? Oh, why not? You know, I mean, people purchase things for two reasons. Uh, One, from receiving a recommendation from someone they trust and two, price point. Um, And influencer can really, you know, knock that out. Uh, two birds, one stone at the end of the day. It's someone that a lot of people trust. Um, you're getting somebody of clout over a given audience that you're looking to target. Um, these are people that can serve as your brand ambassadors, your flag bearers into these communities you're trying to acquire as your customers. And then they can be the people that communicate, you know, your value adds, your price point, uh, whatever your competitive advantage is. So one, that, but even more importantly in my mind, and I'm sure we'll get into it uh, in depth today is there's a massive arbitrary opportunity right now when it comes to influencer marketing, if you go about it in the right way in which these people don't quite understand their value as content creators at this time. Um, Mm. They think that, you know, they're people, when people think of influencer marketing, they think of hiked up price for feed posts, which I agree with you. They're inflated. Um, But there is a way to go about this through, what I'm sure we'll also dive into through influence receiving where you can get a lot of content almost just about free of cost um, to be able to repurpose it across your own distribution channels where that's a lot of the value in influencer marketing right now, them as content creators. Um, and we'll dive in just how you as a brand owner can do that internally for yourself today. That's a really interesting point straight off the bat, actually, because design agencies, they're not cheap and they're not getting cheaper. And obviously you can look offshore to lower that cost but you're not always going to get the sort of content that may connect with your um your target customer if you flip it around and just go they're content creators they're equally if not more valuable than um than any design team that you've maybe got on board or a design headcount really interesting way of looking at it and you've used that term influencer seeding being a bit of a virgin in this world what is that yeah yeah so and just to piggyback off your comment, 100%, we think influencers are you know, less expensive and more effective. And so that is where their arbitrary opportunity is. Like they create the most native content to these feeds. Um, you know, the driving force of social is creators, 
human to human networks, right? And so influencers have really championed um, the content creation on these platforms where you don't need a lot of graphic design edits that make, you know, content look addy and salesy. You know, these people create genuine, authentic, native content to feed. And that's what you really want, um, you know, promoting your brand and putting it in front of people to purchase your product potentially. But seeding, um, to circle back to your question here, is how we typically partner with our brands and how you very well could do this internally for yourself, whoever's listening, is we do this at scale. So whatever I communicate here, just, you know, size it down a little bit for yourself to try it out. But we typically identify and reach out to 500 influencers per month on behalf of brands that we're working with. And we're reaching out to them saying, hey, George, you know, we think you're a great brand fit. We think you'd absolutely love our product. We want to send it to you. No strings attached. We just absolutely love who you are, what you're about. We think you'd love our product, like I'm saying. And what we mean by no strings attached is we have no expectation of you to post whatsoever. Just send us your address and we'll get this right out to you. Or if you're a service to say, hey, if you're interested, We'll grant you free access to this right away or get you a free appointment, whatever, whatever it is, product or service. Um, and what you see from that is just such a greater opt-in. That's seeding. That is seeding your product free of cost, no strings attached. So seeding is just planting a seed with somebody, getting your product in their hands. But we see such great opt-in from that in comparison if we were to play around in the pay-for-post model, which we think is dead, quite honestly. And so to give you averages out of the seeding program, from 500 influencers you react, reach out to, we see, you know, a minimum of 100 influencers opt in to receive this free gift, no strings attached from these seeding efforts. So 100 people that you'd be sending product to. And out of those 100 people, we didn't ask them to post. We didn't contract them to post. We had no sort of transactional message whatsoever. We just reached out um, with a great first impression. Um, and then we see a minimum of 30 influencers posting two to three times on average. So that's 60 to 90 assets being posted from 30 influencers over the course of a month just by sending your product free of cost, no strings attached to a hundred people. And so that's more than you could otherwise ever gotten at that low of a cost in comparison to going to an influencer agency and asking them, Hey, can we get 30 influencers posting two to three times? That would at minimum cost 30 K. Um, and we haven't got into the usage rights of this content yet either. And what that would cost if you went through an agency. And I guess what, you've got off the bat is that 20% conversion, but you've still got some awareness with the additional 400 people there as well. So it may be not in this next month, they're going to respond to you, right? but maybe, maybe they're seeing you on a shelf in, you know, a year's time or six months or two months time. And they're going, I like that. I like how it looks, feels it's presented and maybe they buy it or maybe they come back to you and go, I'd love to speak to a bit again about this and happy to help you there is that kind of awareness sure. as well. For sure. If our last touch point with an influencer too is, hey, we want to gift this to you, no strings attached. We have no expectation of you whatsoever. We would just love to get this in your hands because we think you'd love it. Like that's a pretty good last touch point with somebody, you know, to have mm -hmm. as their last taste in their mouth per se of you. And so mm -hmm. it does lend itself incredibly well. But if they do become that, you know, one of those 30 influencers that we see at a minimum posting those two to three times within a month, we do follow up with them after they post and say, you know, Hey George, we're so glad that you loved the, you know, the gift that we sent you so much. So you're willing to share this content with your audience. Hey, we would love to be able to share this content with our audiences as well. Can we have the rights to do so um, via organic and paid social? And so immediately following up for usage rights to the content that's being posted and nine out of 10 times, these guys, Granted, because you started that relationship in the right way. And now you have 60 to 90 unique assets within a month time frame 
to repurpose across your own distribution channels, especially in paid ads where you'll see a lot of conversion revenue um, come from that. Because I mean, 60 to 90 assets is a ton to be able to scale. And that's the name of the game really at this point, ever since the iOS 14 update is creative. That's what is ultimately gonna lead to scalability and wins for your brand. Hey folks, it's George here. I'd like you to check out my new site, georges.blog. It's where you can find all of my famous weekly emails as well as how we can work together. To repeat, that's georges.blog. Now, let's carry on with the episode. You've mentioned there about getting those 60 to 90 pieces of content. How do you look to manage that in practicality? Like we're thinking, okay, we're passing that over to either you yourself are doing that and managing those social ads or you're passing over to another team. How are you looking to collect those assets? Is there any sort of hack or useful thing you found just works to go, okay, here are my 30 people posting. Uh, I now need to go and post to all of those 30 asking for the usage rights. That's step one. Step two is then going, cool, like can we can we just screenshot this and dump it into a folder and then put done, not done? Like, what is the practical steps that I want to give you our entire process, George? Well, step one <laughs> is, you know, following up for usage rights. That's step one. Um, and even break that down further. A non-aggressive way to get these people nine out of 10 times to grant you usage rights is ask for usage rights for 30 days specifically instead of perpetuity or, or other words, you know, forever owning their content. Um, ask for 30 days. Um, it's just less aggressive. Uh, you're more likely to get usage rights for those 30 days. And 30 days is more than enough time to test if this piece of content will work within your ad account. Um, and then after 30 days, if it has, go back to them and actually at that point say, hey, you know, we'd love to actually, you know, purchase this piece of content. We've really, you know, enjoyed it and love it. We'd love to work with you in a more expansive way. It's not going to cost you any more than $500 if it's somebody that has less than 150 k in following. Um, and you could even start, you know, the negotiation at 150 bucks for that piece of content and then just go back and forth. But never have we seen someone ask for more than that when you start the relationship in this way. And at that point, again, over the course of 30 days, you've made a lot more money than $500. And it's mm-hmm. obviously been a piece of content that's really won for you and to help scale your ad account. So that's step one, usage rights. And that's a little bit about how you could go about it and how we'd recommend doing it um, for 30 days and then into perpetuity and making that transition instead of just trying to get it right from the jump. Secondly, we use a tool called Mighty Scout. We don't take screenshots or screen recordings on our iPhones of these videos being posted about the brands. We use a tool called Mighty Scout. That's M-I-G-H-Y-T-Y scout.com, Mighty Scout. Um, Basically, this is a phenomenal platform. In real time, it aggregates all the profiles um, that are mentioning your brand, that are tagging your brand. You can input any hashtags, any at signs of the brand that that you own or that you're working with, uh, clients for us. And it basically just collects all the content in real time that's being posted on behalf of this product or service that you're seeding or you're gifting. Because again, within our process of seeding, we're not contracting them to a specific date to post, right? And so without that post date, we don't know when they're going to do it. So this basically is a social listening tool um, that collects and aggregates all the analytics around these organic uh, influencer posts. But even more importantly, and the most valuable piece of this 
tool is I'm able to download that content right there from the platform itself. Um, and then I can reformat in nine by 16, one by one. These are just Facebook ad placement uh, optimization um, uh, formats. And then, we out, and then we also caption all the video content as well before getting it live into the ad account in a specific way to help scale our efforts there. Um, so it's an incredible tool. It's like a dollar per head that you input into the platform itself. So if we have 100 people that onboard onto our seeding program that say, hey, yeah, we'd love to receive the, the product or service that you're gifting us, we input those 100 usernames onto this tool and it would cost us 100 bucks, right? Somewhere around there. Tops, it's like 150, so 150 bucks. So super inexpensive um, mm -hmm. in comparison to you know, getting usage rights and then asking the influencer, can you send this content over us? That's an extreme hassle. There's a lot of back and forth there. It's like pulling teeth, trying to get an influencer to send us their content to then repurpose into paid ads. This is incredibly effective. Just make sure you get usage rights to do so. And with that, you've kind of made that point quite clear as well. It makes their life as an influencer easier. They're enjoying that relationship. They're not having to go, or oh, I need to send Taylor a message and put it in an email or a WeTransfer or a Dropbox. They don't have to worry about right. that. There's no friction, no hurdle for them to create, say, a nice battery process, let's say. Right, right. There's two touch points with us at this point. One, here's it. We'd love to send you a free gift. And then the second time they hear from us is, hey, we love this content. So we love that you loved our gift so much so, right, that you were willing to share this content. Hey, can we just have the right can we have the ability to reshare this content with our audiences too? Those are the, there's only two touch points with us and they had to do no work whatsoever. They just received a gift, talked about it and shared it because we started that relationship the right way. And now we get to reap a lot of dividends from this relationship. And what are you seeing working quite well at the moment with, with a lot of change that's going on with, with ad costs going up kind of everywhere. What are you seeing is working really well from those influences or is it just varying massively? Um, is there any one particular type that you go that's that's nailing it right now? Yeah, that's a great question, and we get it quite frequently. But I try to avoid answering this. You, you know, there's so many, hmm. and I'm going to give you a very straightforward and transparent answer. I'll give you some of the things that I think are working best. Um, but at the end of the day, I try to take my human decision making out of it, and this is why: the way that we're combating, you know, what's going on within Facebook advertising right now is creative and having a lot of it at all times. And how do we do that? Through seeding. So as you're hearing, we get 60 to 90 unique assets per month at a minimum from these influencer campaigns. And from that, we can turn that into a variety of iterations, right? So if like a video is 20 plus seconds, we'll start that video from, you know, three different timestamps. You know, the first three seconds of an ad is incredibly important and it lends itself to different levels of performance. And so we provide, you know, the 60 to 90 assets probably from at least 100 to 150 total assets iterations included to run as ads from that we are plugging in all of it into the ad account we launch if there's you know 100 pieces of content that we have at our disposal to launch as ads that we've gotten usage rights to we're going to launch 10 new dynamic creative tests uh, if you're familiar with what those are um, if not for any listeners dynamic creative testing within ads is basically i'm able to launch 10 pieces of creative within one ad and Facebook will allocate my budget towards whichever pieces of content it knows it will win best within the given audience that I'm targeting. And so I can set cost caps on this as well. And so cost caps basically is just saying, hey, I need to acquire a customer at $10. I'll set the $10 cost cap on this campaign behind these 10 pieces of creative that's within this dynamic creative test. 
and it will not spend ten dollars behind any given piece of asset within there unless I'm going to win and convert a purchase at that rate. And so no money is being wasted. All 100 assets are being tested. All 100 assets are getting budget allocated behind that creative if Facebook deems itself to win within this given audience that we're targeting. And if so, it gets spent. This campaign begins to win. And then we repurpose whichever content is the top performing piece of the content into top performing dynamic creative tests at the prospecting level of the funnel and then repurposing all the top performing pieces of creative into our retargeting efforts as well. Um, and then we just do this on a month to month basis. That's how we're testing, optimizing, and scaling our efforts at this time. And what you see, to circle back to your original question, which content are we seeing work best? Sometimes it's a static image. Sometimes it's an unboxing. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a use case video, a testimonial. But the beautiful thing of this seeding campaign is it a lot of it takes out the human decision making of, hey, which piece of video content should we get from this influencer or this creative studio shoe like hey a testimonial worked in the past let's get you know some more of that mm -hmm. which is methodical and it's great but at the end of the day it's so limited like i'm getting 60 to 90 assets of everything you can think of under the sun testimonial use case unboxing static imagery everything and i'm going to test all of it and i'm going to lean into the machine learning system of facebook to allocate budget behind what it knows will win within the audiences we're targeting here and lean in on that in comparison to my own decision-making. Because if I do the decision-making, my human decision-making, I'll probably miss out on opportunity and scale here. But to lean on some data, video content typically outperforms static imagery um, with influencers. I guess I can give you that at a minimum because that's definitely concrete. Mm -hmm. And ensuring, obviously, that you're, you're getting subtitles for that as well. So using tool, I used a script for subtitles, but there were many out there too. To kind of get those subtitles done um, because yeah. a lot of people are just scrolling. Yeah. Like it's the same on LinkedIn. I know I've seen loads of stats. You've probably seen more if you are doing video, ensuring that you're subtitling it right. 100% you need to always format it, reformat it nine by 16, one by one, and definitely caption. Like 90% of people aren't actually, you know, turning sound on. So that's a must. You need to caption your video content. And we specifically use Capwing for that. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure um, rattling through that over the last 18 minutes. Um, Really like some of your some of your pieces around repurposing that content. How you can reach those new influencers and be aggressively scooping up what you've said around about 150 new creators for Facebook each month. Um, I'm sure we could pile into more. I wanted to make this episode short, but it leaves the door open to come back again in the future, mate. Appreciate you having me on, George. Thanks for the time. Cheers, buddy. Have a good day. Hey guys, just a quick one. If you are enjoying the podcast and either have some actionable next steps or new ideas, I'd really appreciate if you could, one, subscribe to the show and leave us a review. These are really, really important to us, as you probably know, being in the Amazon world. And two, if you're looking for additional support with your brand, head over to the website. It's always dayone.co.uk, where we've got links to other resources. That's all for now, guys. Speak soon.